Welcome back to Three Different Ones. I'm Stefan. This is Grant. It's Travis. And today we are reviewing an album all three of us picked on our lists of uh, albums to cover between 65 and 2021. Rubber Soul, the pot album by the Beatles. Uh, released From 1965, in... right? Yep. Yep. Indeed. And, uh, you know, we're just going to start with our own history about this. We'll try not to ramble because this is a pretty... Pretty popular group that produced today's album. Uh, I was introduced to the Beatles. Uh, I mean, I was pretty much brainwashed by my parents to like them. I mean, I heard their music before I was old enough to know what, you know, taste in anything was. So I really had no choice but to be a fan of this band pretty early on. I will say, though, that I think I appreciate them more now than I ever did when I was a kid. You know, right. I, I, I've always liked their music, but I, I think it's... Uh, <clears throat> Having, you know, learned how to, like, read music, play an instrument, and just find out about all the, what that life entails. I, I think that I definitely just respect and, and like their music more now that I'm, you know, more developed. And uh, this is, you know, I'll just say right off the back, uh, of all the Beatle albums, this one is, uh, it, it, it is probably my favorite. It is certainly not perfect, more on that later, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into this one today, so I'll shut up and save it for the reviews. <laughs> Graham, you wanna? Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the band, you know, one of, if not my favorite band of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, what? What else can you can you say? Um, Anything particularly about Rubber Soul? If you want to just get off, or do you want well, to say? Well, I will say that I feel like it's their first really good album. Um, that being said, I like the ones that come after it better. But I feel like this is obviously a turning point in their history, turning point in the history of rock and roll, pop music in general, like. Picking albums for this list, if you look at 65, there's not a ton of stuff on there that's interesting. I mean, there's Bob Dylan, a couple other things. Elvis for everyone. Maybe, maybe some of that. Um, and, uh, but then as you move on to 66, 67, it just explodes. And a lot of it was the influence of this band and this album. Very cool. Travis, anything you want to add? Uh, well, I would say, if anything, my dad is responsible for getting me into the Beatles. Just remember, you know, as a kid growing up, we'd listen to the cassettes in the car, and he was a huge Paul McCartney fan. Um, Rubber Soul in particular, I think he told me that was the first Beatles album that he got, maybe, on vinyl. And I know my great uncle, his uncle, this was his favorite album, so... Definitely an album that I've grown to like over the years, and I definitely listen to quite a bit, honestly. Yeah. One of my favorites from them. This is a, this is like doing doing some reading, and I'll bring up the sources I use to get through this later on. But um, this, this seems to be they they call it like a pivotal, like a turning point almost right. between like the whole transition album. Yeah, like whether from the Ed Sullivan days when they were almost like a boy band and they all <laughs> dressed exactly alike and they like, all had the same haircut. Everything prior is just pop boy band. Yes, and this is the this is kind of where they they start at like a more uh, like a lyrical maturity comes out of this album yeah uh, it's more uh 
more variety, I guess you could say. But the, having said that, uh, drive my car. Th this is a this is just a poppy little Beatles song, and it is just it is simple and catchy, and uh, I mean it's it's a it, it it's a fun song. I like it. You know the, the little cowbell dang and the the piano accompaniment are fun, but it's right. a, this is not like it is not a. Far from it, like an experimental track, I would say this is a very, this is very classic early Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, it, it definitely right. sounds like them. Right. Like if that's a, if you if you like the early stuff, "Drive My Car" is the the song for you. Graham, right. you have any thoughts on that one? You know, I I have this thing with the Beatles where they have a lot of kind of weak track ones. Um, any other examples? You want to? Uh, back in the USSR. Huh? Not a big fan of that one. Um, it like didn't fit that album at all, right, in my opinion. Right, and it's just kind of, just kind of there. Like th <laughs> this one. Um, now, drive my car. I I read is actually like a euphemism. Oh. Yeah. For what? For maybe like doing it. Oh, it's a sex thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, you know, there's a little more edge with this record, but still they were, like, coding stuff. Yeah. Like, you had to slip it by the censors. But uh, there's As a Harrison quote. Um, there's a Harrison quote that says, yeah, this is like when people saw us as full-fledged potheads. Like, that's his exact quote on this album. The pot album, yep. as John um, and we call it. And a couple other things on Drive My Car, like, I don't know, it's a little corny. Oh, yeah. Um, Full early, cheese. Early Beatles feel. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Like, this is the last album where things still sound kind of dated to me. Like, um, I do think there's some real cool, unusual harmonies in this song. Um, right. You know, like, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit maybe, but I finally got my hands on the mono versions of Beatles albums. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Okay. But uh, I, I I enjoyed that more than the uh, version I was used to, which was the stereo version, right? What you hear in the car. Um. Yeah, the the highlight of this song for me are the vocal harmonies, kind of unusual. Um, right. you know, they they just sound pretty solid as a band too. Great rhythm section as always. Um. Yeah. Let's drive my car. Yeah. No. I thought, too, with the harmonies. I mean, that's a common theme throughout this entire album. I felt like the harmonies are pretty strong. Um, I thought it was a decent opening track. I mean, it you know, it's still pretty poppy. And, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, you don't get the vibe at this point in the album that they're kind of getting a little more serious. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. subject matter-wise. Like, yeah, but that's the subtext. It's kind of, you know, right. like you said, it's like edgy with kind of a boy band front. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's in disguise i guess uh kind of has that light-hearted high energy beatles feel you know right. that previously came before it um like you said too with the stereo and mono deal i found with the headphones the stereo was really distracting yeah really really distracting um but yeah i mean i thought it was a good track i love paul's bass line in it and i mean throughout yeah. this entire album i read somewhere that I think instead of playing a Hofner, he was playing like a Rickenbacker on this album. Yeah, yeah. To get kind of a fatter yes. sound. Yeah. 
which I, I mean, going through all this, I was like, man, I forgot how good a lot of these bass tracks were. Yeah. Like, they were really yeah. solid, so. And I, I guess I'll get it out of the way. Um, so you only listen to like a snippet of the mono, right? Right. I listened to the whole album in the mono, and I will say one of the standout parts of that is more low end. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Can you like, uh, to me, you can really hear the bass lines clearly. There's a lot more power right. and depth. Um, same with, you know, the kick drum and the drums. Yeah, yeah. So, and just to kind of sum it up, um, the Beatles would mix their stuff in mono back in the day. And they thought of stereo as kind of like a fad. Right. And that's why they didn't put a lot of uh, tint. Like they say, they weren't even in the room for doing the stereo mixes of the albums. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about sound engineering, but if you listen to the stereo, it just sounds like they decided, okay, let's put half the, the instruments <laughs> in this ear, half of them in this ear. Whereas in the mono, it kind of has this illusion that everything's in the middle. Right. Seems um, more cohesive. Sounds too. more like a band, like yeah. a live band. Right. And I really liked it better. Like, even something like Drive My Car, I'm like, okay, this song's a little better like this. Yeah. Like, uh, every, everything sounds fuller to me. No, I agree. I was uh, telling Graham, we were talking about this last night, and I was like, it's just so odd, like on this song in particular, like the cowbell is just hard right and it's like the drums are all far left and i thought that was so odd yeah. like it just seemed like there was no rhyme or reason on how they selected right where what went so yeah and that's a testament to just how little they care right. about stereo mix <laughs> yeah. until like uh you know the last few albums you know abbey road is in stereo right mixed for stereo yeah i mean it, you know cranked up in the car or something it's not a huge deal but sure. like through headphones it was obnoxious it's annoying in headphones yeah yeah, yeah. um anyway that's drive my car yep yeah norwegian wood okay before we start lennon is the one singing on this mm -hmm. one right? okay i just want to i i think this is about as great as his voice ever sounds yeah on a beatles song there are sometimes when his voice little nasally for my, sure, my liking, it's sure. just a little, little annoying. I, I, I liked the way he, he yeah. sounded on this one. Uh, and this, one of the kind of the different things on this album was the use of uh, the sitar. I was going to say, and was that, this the first that, track? Yep, yeah. Yep. First and track to I, use the yep. It blends the guitar yep. just beautifully. I love, love the sound of it. Uh, I was checking out, I, I wanted to look into the, the background on some of these songs. Uh, I, Definitely recommend Bob Spitz's uh, Beatles biography for anyone who finds that stuff interesting. I think this one is about uh, uh, a love affair John was mm -hmm. in on with uh, while he was still married to Jude's mom, I want to say. Yeah. So that's another... I, ne I definitely would not... That, that was surprising to me. I, I remember when my brother played me this song a uh, long, long time ago. It, it had a very warm and... Happy right. feel to it. Right. I, I, maybe that's just where he just was. It's like a psychedelic song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a, just a real right. just a happy song. Maybe, maybe John was in a happy place yeah. with the when with the the way that relationship was going. But yeah, I thought that was thought that was a little surprising. Uh, Graham, anything? Else? Well, well I, I read about that too, and he says yeah, he wanted to code it, to, but he fully admits like this was about having an affair. Like right. he says like I was always having affairs. Yeah. Um, yep. And apparent, you know, during this time, 
you know, they had met Bob Dylan. Right. And he was the guy who gave them their first uh, marijuana serum. Oh, really? Right. Um, yeah, he introduced them to weed. And uh, that was a huge influence on this album, obviously. They're also listening to a lot of Dylan, uh, listening to the way he wrote songs um, about serious topics or like characters. It wasn't all just about, you know, you know, I want to hold your hand. Right. She loves you. So this was John's kind of attempt to do like a more of a story thing that kind of had maybe multiple meanings. Um, Dylan actually does a song on his next album that sounds a lot like Norwegian Wood. And there's, it's kind of, uh, people kind of suspect he, he did it a little bit to poke fun at uh, the Beatles and Lennon. And there's, there's, um, yeah, there, there's some lines in there that kind of sound like, you know, don't rip me off. Or like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that clear, but yeah. it's like something like, I never asked for your crutch, now don't ask for mine. That's in there. They, people say that maybe that's uh, him talking about the Beatles. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, and That's surprising to me. Yeah. And Maybe it, it shouldn't be, but it kind of is. Well, they kind of had a complex relationship because, like, he, he did, like, a tribute to Lennon. Like, there's a song later in the Dylan catalog. So, I don't know. He, I guess he, at the same time, was influenced and admired them, but, uh, you know, was a little bit annoyed at their, uh, their um, whatever, beetliness. <laughs> Travis, anything? I mean, you guys pretty much touched on everything I was going to say. Um, I always saw this as like their first psychedelic track. Mm. Okay. You yeah. know, kind of like you said at the, the beginning, this was a transitionary album. You know, it's like, it kind of feels like a pop album on the front, but they're kind of getting a little more serious underneath it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, a good classic Lennon tune. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. you, like I said, you guys covered pretty much everything and, on that. And not to dwell too much on the mono thing, but this was the first time that I noticed it sounds like they're playing like in a small room, like in the mono version, like almost like a closet or something. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds really kind of lo-fi. Yeah. I need to listen to the whole thing. I do too. Album. I only heard a few tracks on it. I need to finish through that. Yeah. Get the whole thing. Um, yeah, I can I mean, see that though. Like it seems like it would have been recorded in a small right, space, like a real intimate deal, kind of folky and yeah. just bare bones. Um, I like the song. Yeah, it's I've heard it a zillion times, and maybe I've gotten a little tired of it. I mean, it's not say. not my favorite song of theirs. No, it's a little repetitive, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, and continuing that uh, that theme of like they're they're sort of teetering on the edge of like darker material but there's still that that boyishness to them mm -hmm. you won't see me definitely felt like that because i was just the the contrast between like the the lyrics which i feel like are pretty a little bit depressing if you just yeah. read through them mm -hmm. but it's got that just that jaunty happy tune behind it yeah it's it's a like a lighthearted yes yes travis you want to start us off on this yeah, one I, it's exactly what I put, lighthearted Paul Jam, right out of the gate. Um, I really like the double track vocals, too, on it. Mm -hmm. I thought Paul sounded really good on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, also thought Ringo's drum work in this song was really good. Yeah. Like, I, it stood out to me, you know. Yeah. I feel like he plays to the music pretty well, but on this one, it was, like, a highlight of the song. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, great harmonies and bass line. Yeah, yeah. Graham? Um, you know, I, I dig this song. Um, again, this album just kind of showcases what great singers they were. Like, mm -hmm. like all their yes. albums do, but yeah. awesome harmonies. Cool song. Um, you know, it's it's not like a, a standout track for me, but as with a lot of these songs, killer bass line, right. killer drumming, um, solid. Yeah. I agree with that. That's, yeah, the the, uh, the the next song, Nowhere Man, is where the, the, the vocal accomplishment on this album was. Was this a single off this album? It's gotta be. Nowhere Man? Um, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I think the singles were Day Tripper and mm. something. Like, I don't think there were any singles that were actually on the album. Right, gotcha. That's um, right. Day Tripper and something else. I'll, I might think of it later. That's, I, I just thought that they, the harmony, the, them together, they, they've got just a yeah, great I'm singing the... I thought uh, I, I don't um, I, the Harrison's uh, lead guitar on this one, uh, especially mm -hmm. the bit he comes in with after that first chorus. Mm -hmm. I thought was oh, yep. just juicy, man. Yep. I, I got I all into that. I, I wanted y'all are y'all more accomplished guitarists than me. I wanted to hear if y'all felt that or no. I, I, I love that part too. It's like the jangliest guitar you'll ever hear. But in a good way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But yeah. just that classic Harrison, you know, it's kind of simple, but kind of unique. Yeah. Right. Um, real jangly and chimey. I love it. Um, this, yeah, so far, this is my favorite song on the album. Um, you know, definitely top three. But, uh, yeah. Something I thought I read that was interesting on this song. I guess it was like the first song that they wrote that wasn't about like love and relationships. Mm. And I think I saw somewhere too that like, I guess it was about like a fictional character or not necessarily a fictional character. Like John was referring to like a third person kind of thing. And like, this is the first time they got into writing about stuff like that. Which yeah, I thought yeah. was interesting. So kind of a departure there from, you know, previous Beatles stuff. But uh, love the harmonies, love the guitar in this. Super thick bass line. Mm -hmm. Love the way that sounded. Um, and I noticed too. Again, I don't want to get too much into the stereo thing, but yeah, yeah. the guitar solo was panned so hard, far right, like it seemed just, you know, miles away in its own little area, which. Kind of bothered me a little bit, but not to take away from the song itself. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, just great. They could name a song, man. Yeah. Like always, always solid oh, titles yeah. on these. Even in the songs I'm not fond of. Yeah. I, even uh, the think for yourself. Um, I did this one. I had back and forth written down. It comes in. I just there was something about the the opening, the the, the tempo of it was really weird to me. And then it speeds up a lot, and then it alternates back. I. Now are you talking the, about the word? No. Oh no no. The, You're talking about think for yourself. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh okay. yeah, I'm sorry. Moving moving on to track number five. No no. The, the, no worries. The opening guitar bit I, I thought was really strange, and uh, 
yeah, I, I got kind of a weirder vibe off of this song. I'm, I'm not, I listened to it a few times, not not sh quite sure how I feel about this one. Uh, what what are you thinking? Um, that's weird, I had I had the wrong one written down. Okay, so it goes, Nor Norwegian Wood, You Won't See Me. Nowhere, Nowhere man. man, Think for Yourself. Think for Yourself, okay, for some reason I didn't make a note on that. Think for Yourself. Um, give me an idea of how it goes. Um, I don't think uh, I can really tune on that one. Then you like, you better thank for yourself, little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, you know, it, it's fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have much on this one. Yeah. I'll go ahead. Here, and, uh, so, I didn't dislike it, but it feels like very young Beatles yeah, feel. Yeah, progression thing, a little The only bit. interesting thing I noted about this song was, and I don't know if this was a keyboard, or I read that they used the harmonium a lot in Ooh. this album. Oh, you're talking about the fuzz bass. Yeah, yeah I, that's the name of it. So, there was like this pulsing sound in the verses and like quacking during the chorus. <laughs> and it, it, like it was really faint. And I was like, I don't know. It kind of sounds like a keyboard. I don't know what it is. Fuzz bass or... But it was like really faint in the mix. And I'd never paid any attention to it prior to this. Well, you, there's definitely fuzz bass, but that happens throughout the whole thing. Like right. there's a fuzz bass track and then there's a regular bass track. I see. To yeah, me, no, this this was this must have been keys then, but it it's stood out to me. Yeah, I, I found my note. Yeah, the fuzz bass is like the highlight of this song. For right. Me. So cool and sounds better than mine. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I won't keep saying that. Right. Um, As does everything on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, is yeah. that all side A? Or is the word on side A? Too? You know, I didn't really look at it side to side just because. I think the word is on their side A. I yeah. Shell might be the last one on the front side. Okay. Stefan, the word? Oh, I was going to ask you to start us off, but okay. I mean, if, if, that's, if you're cool with it, I was just that shrill, shrill guitar right yeah. off the bat on the word just I, assaults the ears. Mm. It's so. Maybe because it's so Green, unexpected. Green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. N not not expecting that, especially not on on this album. There's a lot of a lot of easy listening stuff on Rubber Soul, right. so that was very that 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 there was kind of a shock value to that. Um, I I think I, I'm not against you know crazy guitar, but I think my favorite part of this one was that pump organ that mm. they had. Oh um, yeah, the. the uh, Frank, yes, yeah, I and I, I, I could, <laughs> I would have been fine with that more of that during the bridge section of this yeah. song. Honestly, I, I, that was, that was the most fun part of it to me. Travis, what have you got for the word? It's probably my favorite song on this album. Nice. <laughs> I've always loved this song. Nice. Um, love the harmonies, awesome bass line, great chorus. I think this is pretty heavy. For the Beatles at this point in time, like yes. probably the heaviest track they've ever done. I mean, like that guitar riff, just everything. Yeah, just yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, I think this is one of Paul's best sounding from this album. Uh, and it, I like, I want to say I read somewhere that there were like seven different vocal tracks on this. I could see that, like just some crazy amount. And I like how each chorus it's like it's a different arrangement of harmonies, like coming out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the previous one, they were doing one style, and then the next one, it's like, you know, somebody's really high up, kind of yes. doing the same thing. I don't know. It's it's like it goes back and forth between two parts, but there's a little variance every time it goes back. I, mm -hmm. I love this song. Yeah. Um, 
I dig it too, and I think the the vocals and the harmonies are the highlight for me. I did note those guitar stabs. Like I kind of forgot. Mm -hmm. It just sounds like he's just freaking walloping yeah. that thing. Like, and I <laughs> make noise. Um, I I'm not sure if that's John or George. Um, I I want to say that's John. Oh really? Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but it's just those piercing kind of stabs. Um, yeah, I love it. Oh yeah, it's... Ringo's drumming on it. Killer. Mm -hmm. Love love his drum sound. You think this album up to this point is his best drum work? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably I like so too. I feel like he like... really comes into his own on this album. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think he just gets better and better. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so funny that you talking about how like heavy and how like just how so different uh the word is when the the track that follows it michelle i mean just such a pull in the opposite direction i guarantee you there is an acapella band somewhere that is rehearsing oh, sure. this song and i absolutely do not support that by the way <laughs> but uh, you know it's 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 a cute song um the, the french lyrics uh, are a nice little, mm -hmm. uh, little bougie touch to it i wondered is when i heard that i was like is that French? I believe so. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. Is there is there, there, there a bass solo about halfway through this song? In a little thing, thing at the end? Is that what that is? Is that, is that the fuzz bass? No, on? I want to say that's a uh, guitar solo. Oh, it's guitar. <laughs> yeah, clean guitar. Um, Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, it is it is weird, though. There's a very low-end sound to There's it. There's an acoustic yeah. in there. Okay. I, yeah, but this, this I, guitar solo... Um, it's not like the clangy, like, right, high right. one that I, I would expect. Very it's, smooth. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, in a song like this, I wouldn't expect to get any kind of solo. I, I figured it'd be mostly, like, harmonies and a lot of mm -hmm. weird vocal stuff. And yeah. You know, it's it, it's a sweet song. You know, it's 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 it's, it's fine. Uh, that, anything else y'all wanted to mention about Michelle? It, it felt to me like a track that would have come way before... It's time. And then I read shortly after that Paul wrote this in the 50s, mm. which I thought was interesting because it, it felt like an old, you know, it, it seemed like a different decade. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, it does. I would have imagined this in like a like a jazz bar or something. Like it, the bass sounded like an upright bass to me, like, you know, yep. like a finger plug. Um, great song. I, yeah. I really like this one. There's a sweetness to it, for sure. Right. Um, this one I get kind of bored with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is classic. what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. <if> you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, the guitar solo is a highlight. And I noted the real kind of stabby acoustic. I think mm -hmm. it's on that bridge that's kind of like real choppy. Right. Just kind of a cool touch. And then one thing I noted that I noted on a lot of these tracks is a lot of them end on a fade out. Yeah. Like, uh... I don't know that that's kind of a dated thing now, right. um, and even for the Beatles, they kind of moved away from that to like you know ending on a note or something. Right. But a lot of these tracks, it just kind of fades out, like you gradually lower mm -hmm. the, the volume. It's kind of abrupt on some of them, like right. this one. Um, so yeah, pretty sure that's a guitar solo. I want to say that's like Harrison on a clean electric. Mm -hmm. We'll look that up because I feel I feel dumb for not knowing. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's kind of confusing. I, yes. I wasn't I wasn't sure what the sound was. Um, 
And just in, in keeping with the uh, su surprising turns on this album, What Goes On had some serious country music yeah. vibes too. Oh, and that yeah. is not the last time that that happened on this album. Real folky that, too. Yes, the twangy guitar, those quick little drums. Mm -hmm. There was a... There was this. There was this part. I, I think I, I, I'm assuming it's Harrison because I think it's the lead guitar. But it sounded like he was struggling to get his fingers set on the guitar, like midway or like near the end of the song. It's a little sloppy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was. I mean, For like sure. if you. Re I, I went and checked out the lyrics, and I mean, it's 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 about like confusion and someone who's not you know picking up on you know the, the signs in a mm -hmm. relationship. So I I didn't know if that's what they were going for, but uh, yeah, I, I wanted. Wanted to check with y'all. Like, is he? Is he? Like, what is he doing? Um, what is Harrison doing, or whoever's oh, on, on the, guitar. the guitar bit? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like he's trying to kind of uh, approximate that kind of country picking thing, and you know, he's not that great at it. No, um, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, he's just going with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, right. Um, you know, not not a not a great song. I mean, Ringo on the vocals. As far as Ringo fronted songs go, though, it's it's not the worst. No. Didn't John and Paul write this song and then they had Ringo do the vocals? Like, initially he wasn't supposed to, but... Probably. Right, I think they just... I, like, yeah, I don't think Ringo was writing at this point. Right. Um, but yeah, very country, kind of an outlier on this album. Yeah, I, I put it, it feels really out of place. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a nice change of pace, but it's just real country folky on a pop rock album to me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, <laughs> kind of an odd sure. contrast. And they, you know, they kind of did a little of that. Oh, yeah, that early days. for sure. I feel like there's a lot of that on the White Album, too. That kind of country folky. Sure. Later down the road. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah Carol. and yeah and another different direction uh it's been a long time since i've taken a guitar lesson but i remember learning about the capo and i can still mm -hmm. hear that sound even yeah. before i listened to it with the headphones yeah. that kind of that suppressed guitar there was like a there was something about the way they were plucking the notes in this one i thought of like a like an like an ethnic street fair and like those old like style like harp guitars mm. that you can hear out there. Yeah. There's, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's something. It's a very. I I don't know. Per percussive. I, yes. Punchy. Yeah. I. It, You're talking about kind of later on when it's yep. doing that little turnaround yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 it was really hard to articulate what it sounded like to me. The, the closest I came was there's a. It, it sounded like some of the like Italian uh, little, uh, little sonnets that are played in the Godfather movies. That just that very high, very quick guitar notes to it. Yeah, and it's it's, a, it's kind of like a somber romantic vibe, which you know it's a, it's a little the exhale in the lyrics at the beginning definitely evokes that sort of like longing and the, the doomed romance. I was gonna say yeah, the heartbreak love theme strong yeah. in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another kind of classic that y'all have probably heard a hundred times. No, yeah. I don't think so. Actually, yeah, yeah. I had not. I had not heard "Girl" uh, very often. Yeah. Did y'all notice there was like a weird change of tempo when they're like cool, 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 cool to yeah. "Girl"? Yeah. It would. It would change like every time it did that. It was really mm. subtle too. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Nice. I'd never noticed that before. Yeah. Um. 
This kind of has a different era vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it kind of kind of goes in there with Michelle, really. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it not yep. not the same vibe, but the linen version. Know, they could, <laughs> the linen take. Yeah. He had to have one too. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, I, I guess he, they were listening to a lot of Dylan, and uh, you hear that some of that influence. I don't I don't think it has a ton to do with right. Dylan, but. They say we were we were obsessed with Bob Dylan at this time. Right. Um, yeah. I'm looking through you. I am right now, Stephen. <laughs> looking right through you. <laughs> or did somebody have more to say? Yeah, I re I, re I really didn't. What's the? I'm just gonna uh, stare at him until he realized. I, I kept I, I kept looking for there's at the start of the song there's like this this clacking sound that I hear and I mm. couldn't. It, it sounded kind of like the the, the, the horse. In it. Yes. What is Dude, that? I put it sounded like somebody hitting like a leather like pad. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Right. I, Some kind of percussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I did too. It's kind of weird and just to you know. It went well with the uh, organ. I thought. Metronomy sounding. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just just simple. Simple. It just sounded like organ. somebody was just kind of. Yeah jamming on it though it yeah. wasn't to any just set no, I was kind of thinking like it was that. clapping honestly I could see that clap just kind of yeah okay. that that was the sound yeah just like a real not like a right, you know, right. A, very light yeah very light this was a this was one where the a, a, another one it's the standout the, moment for all of us no it's the it's, the, <laughs> it's another song though where the the, the the lyrics really belie the the happy sound of the music. Like it's yeah. it's a kind of a it's right. the the title of this album is kind of like a nod to it. Is is it plastic soul? Is that the expression? Yeah. Which is kind of like them taking like a self deprecating right. view of themselves, where it's like they had been kind of like not terribly ambitious or experimental or very. They, they were had a there's a lot of as you said like a poppy boy right. band sound to it. And uh, I feel like with, with this one, it's almost like a, the, the title alone tells you that it's almost like they're they're coping with the, the nature of fame. I mean, is it this have, have they stopped touring yet when this album came out, or so is that a few years later? It started with this, didn't it? That, that comes like in between this and Revolver. Right. Okay. They stopped touring in 66. Okay. Right. But yeah, this was right when they were kind of running out of steam and... Yeah finding out like how they could use the studio like i think right. this is the first time that they had like full access that's why you hear all the different instruments you know they were staying there like all night just doing stuff yeah, yeah. and that's yeah then they would finally realize hey this is like more fun than right. playing to baseball stadiums yeah. yeah with like practice amps that's fair um did you like the um the, the that Kind of that biting oh, organ man. sound so over biting. the chorus. It, it really against the uh, like the acoustic you hear yeah. during the the verses. It's a real strong. Contrast. I don't love that sound. Like it, this this might be my favorite song on the album. That's a good one. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. like I think just strong Paul track. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, and I don't really know how to uh, how to explain. It. I mean, just. Great, yeah. great melody, Feels good. great yeah. vocal. It puts me in a good mood. It's a sad song, but right. I, I, I feel it has happy. A real it does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's you know, touched on everything I would. What else is interesting and just kind of shows you like how 
sometimes things were out of their control or they were just on a tight schedule, but you kind of hear some guitar like screw ups real low in the mix. Did you notice that? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, what, what, which Maybe parts? No. It, so it'll be kind of like after a lyric and you'll just kind of hear the guitar like barely in there, like he's unsure of himself. <laughs> like go back and listen to that. Right. But it just sounds like something they either forgot to like get rid of or they were just like, just leave it in there, right. or like we can't take that. It's just the best take. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah, but it's kind of yeah. I just called it like a low in the mix mess up. Um, Turn me down. I just screwed up. Right, right. It kind of has that vibe like he thinks he's off or something. Yeah. But, um, but then yeah, that deafening organ. It reminds me of like a like a Batman theme or something from like a like a. 50s TV. Uh, I, I, can, I can hear that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I, I've always thought that, and I, I never knew how to explain it. Mm. It sounds like an alarm clock almost. Yeah. You know? like, bam, bam. Yes, there is that that shrill. Yeah, very it. shrill. It, do you want to start us off on yeah. a, In My Life? Because we cut you out on some of these. Yeah, no. I Great track. I feel like this is the one positive song on the album. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it feels upbeat and it is. Like, it's, you know, I feel like it kind of ties into their earlier stuff, just all happy-go-lucky. Um, I feel like this one's, you know, the harmonies are great, just like everything else. Um, love the key solo. Really like the key mm. solo in this Did one. Did you, um, there's part of the Everett Walter book, uh, Beatles Musician, saying about how they wanted that to be like a harpsichord mm. when they originally wrote this. Interesting. And I don't know, I, I think I never got that from here. It, it, it says that they tried to like, they played it normal speed and then like played it backwards and slowed it. They did some weird like auditory tricks with it to try to give it that that like metallic baroque feel. Mm -hmm. Never picked up on that before. No, I didn't so glad it didn't because I really don't care for the harpsichord. I feel like that would have taken so much emotion out right. of the song. Uh, I read something too about somebody like critiquing the album and they used the word baroque. Yeah. On this album, which I was like. Hmm, okay. I can definitely hear it. Yeah. So that's George Martin, their producer, playing yeah. that keyboard. I saw that. So yeah. too. And he's like a classically trained, he was older than they were, classically yeah, right. trained, kind that's of considered cool. the fifth Beatle. Yeah. yeah. Like he would, he would translate a lot of their ideas because they didn't quite have like the training or the, right. They would be like, we want it to sound like this or that. And he would kind of be able to translate that into, you know, something you could hear right um and yeah it is sped up he plays it at half speed and it speeds it up mm. and i forget if it's like a certain kind of piano or what gives it that sound he also plays that um um that ending there's a real kind of piercing i think it's think for yourself does that end on a uh on a kind of organ solo thing uh I don't know. I, don't I, can't, remember. I can't remember Honestly. either. It's yeah. the harmonium at, at oh, the gotcha. end of the word, I think. Oh, yeah. One of those Just, tunes. It's, it's kind of on the fade out, but a real kind of kind of 60s sounding. Right. Like a lot of this stuff, I don't know, kind of reminds me of like Austin Powers or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Driving around yes. in a slug bug. Like, oh, yeah. It's still kind of dorky, like drive right. my car and all that. Like. Some it's it's cheesy dated. for sure. Right. No, there's there's no question. Um, 
Oh, and then in, in my life, um, yeah, you know, this one has kind of been, like, played so much that, right. um, and I feel like it's been ruined by, like, American Idol and stuff like that. Oh, it's that, like, oh yeah. It's like we're doing Beatles week. Really like, glad I don't watch that show now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to it? Is it back? I, I, I there's, no there idea. are different versions. Yeah. The Got Talent thing and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. But, you notice uh, too, there were like some kind of interesting guitar strums going on while the keys part was going. Like it just sounded kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Just there. I feel yeah. Like I'm, I'm paying so much attention to that keyboard solo. Right. It's no, it, so, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, it just seemed like, like you said, when on the previous song that the guitar was real low in the mix and it sounded mm -hmm. like he was almost unsure. Yeah. These strums were almost, to me, like, all right, what do I do? Yeah. Like the keys yeah. are. You know, yeah. going, yeah. what do I do? Just, right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely doesn't draw much attention. No. I kind of said that this song doesn't really fit John. Like, it's kind of sentimental. No, no. Um, you know, I, it, kind of nostalgic. Yeah. Right, right. Pretty positive. But there's a little for, sadness in it, like... The, the 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 music is the is the sadder part. Like it's got a very melancholic sound to it. But I, I feel yeah. like the lyrics are pretty hopeful. Sure, honestly. sure. It kind of ends up that way. You know, at first it's like you know all this stuff that happened in the past is yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. some remain, Graham. That's, that's right. <laughs> some yeah. remain. That is right. Um, yeah, definitely one of the stronger songs on the album, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is not the best song on this album, but I think it probably is my favorite. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that the lyrics are... In my life? Yeah, in my life. Okay. A lot of it people is, would agree that it's it, the best. It, it's, I, I don't want to dwell on this, because I feel like nostalgia definitely does uh, play a part in it, but I feel like the the, the lyrics are so perfect. They're yeah. so beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. such a sweet message and a... I, it's just it, it's just a nice song. I don't know. It's it's hard to I I didn't hear this one a lot even growing up with my mom who just cries when she hears the song. I mean she's a massive fan of it. But mm -hmm. uh, this this one definitely kind of discovered a little late you know, mm -hmm. in the my music story. So yeah, I, I would probably put this one up there. And having listened to a lot more music by the time I did hear it, it had kind of a Smokey Robinson, like Motown feel to it, just a little bit. A little soul. Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like that. Mm. I'm, I'm have no problem with that. There's definitely some Motown influence on this album. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Especially with Paul. Yes. Yeah. Lines. Yep. And then as quick as we get this in, this slow kind of kind of hopeful song, we go back to wait. That just. <laughs> Weird disjointed opening, and uh, I'll open up the table because this is a kind of an odd song. I, I like those guitar volume swells, dude. That's that's what I put in here. I was like, the volume swells were crazy, yeah, you know, just especially for the time, yeah. I, I was like, this was the first song that I was like, okay, there's some weird effects mm -hmm. going on here, yeah. And like, I liked it though. Honestly, yes. when I got to this song, I was like, what is weight? Like, yeah. That's not a title that really brings anything to mind. No. Like, and I, I, I couldn't have told you what the song sounded like totally. prior to me going back through this, but then I was like, yeah. Hmm, okay. Like, if you tell people that there's a Beatles song called Weight, they don't. This yeah. is not a crap. Inclu including me, and I consider myself a big fan. But I know, I, I know the song, and I've heard it before. Right. Um, you know. 
it's classic Ringo greatness. Um, not like my favorite song by any means. Um, yeah, cool, cool guitar volume swells. Yeah, know, lots of fun. Yeah, they're experimenting. They are, they are fun back and forth. And on this one, there's a real ending versus a uh, fade out. I made note of that. You don't, you don't like the fade? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It, it just kind of stood out to me, like wow, they're doing a right. lot of that. And I think that was just kind of something of the time, like. You know, you put out a single on the radio, it just kind of fades out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anything else? Are you ready for, uh, ready for If I Needed Someone? Mm -hmm. If not for Harrison or whoever played lead guitar on this one, I might have actually disliked this song, I, honestly. I, I don't dislike it, but I don't love it. Me neither. Yeah. I just, was there a, I'm going to call lyric give up. When they hit okay, the, skip. when they hit, uh, <laughs> that part where they just stopped having lyrics and they're just kind of humming in the background yeah. I thought that is just you just that is so is this a song that has like the la 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 um, or is that one earlier in the album no this is this one yeah. like, I, I yeah. think so kind of on the fade out if it is this one, I, I might be thinking of a different song, but I read somewhere they were just kind of like poking fun at the Beach Boys mm. by doing that, mm. which That's... I thought was kind of humorous. That is yeah. funny. Well, apparently this album inspired Brian Wilson to write Pet Sounds. <laughs> Another irony of the right, music yeah. industry. Wow. And, and then Pet Sounds in turn inspired oh, yeah. the Beatles Huge. to do Magical, I mean, uh, Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. I believe that's how that chronology works. That's um, funny. If, if I Needed Someone's actually one of my favorite tracks. On really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Why's that? I love that shiny guitar intro. Um, Dang. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All things guitar in this song are killer solid. harmonies. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly about that guitar riff. Yeah. Um, very jangly. Bassline, cool and kind of flows very fluidly. Flows fluidly. I was like, <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm such a big fan, and uh, I, I just don't have a ton to say about this album. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it just kind of is what it is. It's rubber soul. Yeah. Right? Well, let's ready to cap it off then, or do you want to add um, anything else on if I needed something? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great song. I know what you guys are talking about. I might have to re-listen to it, but I that, guess so. that was the one I wrote the least about. I was pretty underwhelmed. Probably by my least honestly. favorite. I should go revisit it though. Yeah. Wait, wait would have been my least favorite, Ooh. but. I, I just saw my notes. Is not a big fan of the ooze. Yes, the yes that like long the, the backing. Yes. The, yeah. And yeah. there's one part where that's all you hear in right. the vocals, and I thought that was just so cheap. Like, just, yeah. just don't sing in that part. Uh, they, they could have been uh, taking the piss, as they'll say. Yes. Mm. Taking a shot at uh, Wilson, is it? Yeah, Beach yeah. Boys? Oh, yeah. All right. A little healthy disagreement. So roll things out. Uh, run for your life. Okay, this is another one that had that country feel to it. I, I want to make clear, I had it written out that, like, well, you know, they're they're fans of Elvis, apparently. That's pretty common knowledge. And I was looking up a Kenneth Womack's review of this uh, this album, uh, Long and Winding Roads. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. And it said that uh, I think John Lennon was uh, inspired by the Elvis song, uh, Baby Let's Play House, yeah. when he wrote this song. That. So that's, uh, you know, that's that, that country. He, didn't he borrow, it. like, a line out of that song? I think so. I think so. Just, uh... You know, it, it's a, you know, it's, 
quick rhythm, you know, nice little steady drum beat. Strong That's, ending or weak ending track? I, in your opinion, <sighs> weak. Yeah. I thought it was very weak. Yeah. Just a. Not a bad song. Definitely it's a over. It's, yeah. It's hundred percent. So so. So so ending. Not, Early not Beatles feel just weak yeah, ending. Not not what I would expect for an album that's this uh, this popular and this iconic. Right. I, I I think I said this on when we were talking about Sea Change, but like I love a strong close. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, it it just leaves you on a sour note. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well that was it. <laughs> okay. Right. You know. It's a short it's, album. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It goes by so quickly. Right. But yeah, I just I didn't love the last one. No. And, and that's the other thing that's amazing. They packed fourteen songs into like a forty-minute album. Um, yeah, some of them are very short. Yep. The only thing I wrote on this song that I liked is there's kind of these those harmonies sound kind of like sinister and like kind of evil. Yeah. Like if if you. I think Lennon later called this song a misogynistic. Oh, well, kind of, they, they yeah. kind it of, does not age well. No. <laughs> it does not age well. No. Especially if you learn some fun facts about Yes. John. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness, not yes. Not so fun facts. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unless you're a Monkees fan. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Do you have anything else on that one, or is that it? It, it, it fades out. Uh, you love that. To nothing, it's... That's true, man. Well, what's your overall sentiment on this album? You know, to me, it's like their their first one that you definitely need to hear. Yeah. Um, I think every album that comes after it is better. Yeah. Personally. Oh yeah. Um, like a necessary but, album, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. An important one. But right like there. Revolver, to me, is like perfect album that comes right after this. Right. Like I think Revolver's like twice as good as this. Yeah. Um, I would I would probably have to give this like an eight out of ten. Strong. And yeah. you would recommend it. And you know, part of it's probably bias for being like it's Rubber Soul. Yeah, it's the Beatles. Right. It was '65. You know. Yeah. This is this is if if this it's cutting had, edge. For if this is it's time. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for a Beatles album, I might give it like seven. Like just if we're talking, right. that's a pretty much the catalog. Sure, sure. Yeah, in, yeah. Relative to the rest, um, but you know, it's not one that I hurry to listen to the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Often, like yeah, I'll, I'll go back tracks on it. Though, I'll right? go yeah. back to select tracks. You know, I'm looking through you is probably my favorite one. That's um, good though. I mean, there's strong standalone tracks on it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is important. Definitely. Yeah. To me, not not great. Just uh, listening to in one sitting. Right. The monos are fun, though. I um, Checking that out. Like I was saying earlier, side A, I feel like, is really strong. Mm. Like, I I wouldn't skip really anything yeah. on that. But yeah. Even the, Michelle? I'd let it go through. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that is the end of side A. It it's is. It's kind of a nice wind down. Like, it that is. is a good close. Sure. I think. Yeah. Coming off of all that. I think more so than a run for your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I, you, you liked it? You I do. I, no, I do. It's Go ahead. Y'all were both saying this is one of your favorite Beatles albums, right? Oh, yeah. it is my favorite yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's really nostalgic for me. And yeah. It's, you know, I... I like pretty much everything that comes after it, but everything that comes after it, in my opinion, is really serious. 
and this is like it still has a bit of that like playful beetle side but yep. not to the point of just downright cheesy yeah you know what i mean but, oh yeah. sure, sure maybe some tracks but you know some of the like early early stuff it's like okay like i mean no knock against like twist and shout but like <laughs> i can't yeah no you know? that's that's sure. an isley brothers song like, that's that's <laughs> period the end right but uh yeah no i it's one of my favorite beatles albums uh a necessary transition to what they became right uh and like we said i think this is the last touring album before they went to oh, the yeah. studio exclusively um uh, yeah in the mono that's the way to do it Having only listened to one track yeah. off the mono album, I can tell um, you that's the way to do it. I need to listen to the rest. Uh, I'd give it... I think I'd give it an 8, too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's great, and I would definitely recommend it, for sure. I think if you've never heard it, it's... You'll enjoy a good part of the songs on yeah. it. Um, and, of course, I would re-listen to it. Yeah. I have. <laughs> many yeah. times, so... Yeah. Sure. It's definitely... Eight out of ten, definitely recommend. Uh, Solid. It's, it's the freaking Beatles, man. What more do you want? Right. Yeah. Like it's a, think any. I, I really do think even contemporary, like young music fans, could hear oh, this yeah. and like it. I I feel like it's you know, obviously some things about it are not aged great, but sure. Uh, sure. I, for now, that's what uh, nearings the sixty year mark. I, I'd say it's it, it holds up okay. So yeah. I'm 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 it's all crazy. for I'm yeah. all for giving it go for it, and I did for the. I, I guess maybe I I thought I'd like it more because there were so many standout tracks I'd heard before, having heard through the whole thing now in one sitting, which I'd never done before. I I, I was surprised by how many little nitpicks that I had. Yeah. I was worried mm -hmm. that I would just come in here and gush for forty minutes about this. But it's yeah. interesting when you like sit down and listen to an album though. It's like you're looking at it as a whole. Yeah. You know, whereas with this, like you said, I'll just go pick tracks from it. I'm like, collectively, yeah, I like a lot of songs off this album. Yeah, for sure. But the album itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, that's it. Unless y'all have anything else you want to add? Do we have any other Beatles albums on the list? I didn't put any others on there. Did you use any more? I may have put, like, uh... You put Revolver on there, sure. Did right? I? I mean, I hope you... You said I it was a perfect somebody album. did. I did. I think you did. Maybe. Well, we might get back to, to it. Yeah. I, I want to say I put one of the psychedelic era. Yeah. Which I know you put Magical Mystery. Tour okay. On there, I think. Okay. Perfect. The EP Magical Mystery yeah. Tour. Okay. Technically, well. <laughs> we'll include the singles when we do it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, if you're still with us, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Three Different Ones. I'm Stefan. This is Graham. It's Travis, and thank you so much for stopping by. And uh, we'll be back with another album review shortly. So like subscribe, uh, turn on that bell for notifications and please share us on your social platforms, uh, whatever those may be. So <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Thank you.